When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford. Takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Mars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Mars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugger. I'm joined this week by Stevie. How's it going, Stevie? Yeah, I'm good, my bro. We recovered good, since good. Saturday, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. You got it all out on the, the, the Patreon piece and potentially now you're actually probably a bit more mellow than you were straight after the game. That was fresh, man. <laughs> Yo, was fresh. We, we weren't even wild, bro. Ex- expensive <laughs> pain. I, I had a guy, um, I forget his name now, who was on the, uh, at in the main account, like, oh, you, you. I was like, bro, Keep Patreon convos to Patreon. <laughs> you want to comment on the Patreon pieces, do that on the Patreon platform. Don't bring that to Twitter, bro. Like that's a safe space, you know. The minute that Patreon goes through the the minute that Patreon goes through the roof in terms of subs, that's gonna get politicized as well. Yeah, we've got nowhere to run. We've got nowhere to run, Stevie. Um, <laughs> but you know what they say, all publicity is good publicity, isn't it? I guess so, so bro. I guess so, man. Seb, how you doing, man? 
I'm good, man. You know, just chilling, sipping my mad time. Ready? I'm going on holiday in two days, so. <laughs> What's flying high? Leave Rashford behind, brother. Leave Man United behind. You can run, you can hide. Man United. I don't care what angle you're in. Man said you can change countries. I'm still going to be on Rashford. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Rashford's going to follow you all over the world, man. Oh gosh. And last but not least, guys, how you doing, brother? All good, bruv. All good, bruv. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Thanks for asking. <coughs> Note for Seb <laughs> and Stevie there. Uh, yeah, I, don't give a, I don't give a damn about your welfare. <laughs> Fair I'm here for Booker. Stevie said this is my therapy, basically. At least he got it on wax. Um, before we start, I'm going to do the usual and plug the socials. If you're listening and you don't follow us on the Twitter, give us a follow at TLF underscore Mugger. Uh, as I've mentioned for the last few Mugger pods, we've got the Touchline Fives every Sunday at 3pm. If you're a Manchester United fan and you're interested in joining our team, I know you would have saw the clips from the 8-8 draw with the Chelsea guys. Drop a DM to the uh, Mugga, TLF Mugga Twitter account. We'll get you added to that group chat. We play every couple of uh, Sundays at 3pm. So good to have as many of you down as want to play. Um, also follow on the Patreon, subscribe, £5 minimum if you want to see the stuff. We've produced a lot of content this month. And again, guys, we produce a lot of content and suddenly we get more subscribers. Who, who would think, hey? People paying, you know? paying for additional... <laughs> Imagine people that. People paying for additional content. How about that, eh? What a content. Not me. Yeah. But we're in a, we're in a good, we're in a good um, swing at the moment. So we've got, obviously, the post-game reactions, which pretty much come out um, after every single game. We're going to be putting together a piece in regards to potential strikers uh, we're going to be looking to get in the summer. And we're also going to be uh, going over the Rooney documentary, some of the revelations that we got from our guy Waz. Um, but we've... Oh, and finally, if you're listening on Spotify, please um, subscribe. And they've added a new rating feature. So obviously give that touchline feed a five-star rating. Leave a comment there. Much appreciated. Much obliged. Um, but after all that, felt like a whole monologue there. Um, let's get into the business of what we do best. Um, trying to make United great again. So... Coming off Sunday's early kickoff, 12.30. Stevie, I won't come to you because we spoke at length um, specifically regarding the game. I'll, I'll start with you uh, today, Gaz. Um, what were your thoughts um, in the build-up to the game? So, obviously, we'd come away from the midweek draw with Burnley. Mm. Um, how were you feeling in the build-up to the game? How did you feel about the actual lineup we went with? Uh, prior to the game, I was dubious about how we would fare against Southampton style because they, we're trying to mimic the style that they've kind of perfected in a, in a way, as we saw in the game. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't confident, I can't lie, despite obviously Pogba being back again, more minutes in the tank, which is really good for him. Seems to be building up some 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 momentum for him per se, but as the, for the team itself, I was uh, I was concerned about how we would deal with Southampton style. <clears throat> and although Ralph is well aware of... of English there, guys. I was really impressed by Dubious. Oh, thank you, my brother. I appreciate Jesus you, man. Christ, your bar is so low. It's unreal, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a good word. No, it's Do a good this. word. All right, do your thing, bro. Um, hey, but yeah, no. Um, Steve, just come here, bro. Okay, first of the book, man. I <laughs> <laughs> I have you know, yeah, my English literature and my English, two A's. My come English, on, bro. I'm a, English I'm a what? literature was an absolute banterous GCSE. Let's be honest with you. <laughs> what did you get? English, I got an A. Um, okay, English okay, English okay. language, I, I'll give you that. That was more difficult. Also got an A, so, you know, you're among peers here, brother. The, <laughs> I feel like you just made that comment. 
just so that you could say you got double A's as well. <laughs> nah, not, not at all. <laughs> but don't think you're better than us. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying I'm amongst you, like, isn't it? You know, yeah. You're probably thinking it, and I'm just making sure in case you were thinking it. That's you're in my mind. You know what's great about this pod, yeah? Yeah, about this pod, they're getting more than just football insight and knowledge, bro. Yeah, yeah, you know, Stevie's taking us on a on a dictionary tour every single week. Um, so you, so you were responding, or you like the word? So sorry, guys, Stevie started this. So you were oh, cool. ahead of the um, game against Southampton. Obviously yeah, similar just styles. Yeah, some of the same concerns about the teams were still there, no matter who we played in the team, sort of. So in mm. terms of our right back. Um, Rashford's form, which we'll get into, I, I'm I'm sure we will. Um, yep, Bruno we being will. Bruno, um, our, our position, our, our, how we deal with the ball when we don't have it is a big concern. But yeah, we'll get into it um, as we go on. Cool, um, Sebi, I'll come across to you also. Um, what what were your feelings pre-game? Um, obviously, the last few games we've seen some bright stuff, but the results haven't necessarily been what we wanted. How are you feeling ahead of that Southampton game? We beat them 9-0 last season. You know, Marshall scored a goal. So, um, yeah, what were you thinking? Uh, to be fair, I wasn't that confident. Um, I'd seen, you know, the, just a recent form. And, yeah, I just wasn't confident. Like, uh, it, I, I knew we'd definitely, like, get a goal. But as soon as we got a goal, I was just like, yeah, 100%. South, Southampton are going to find a way to score. And um, yeah, I, 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 it, it, the game didn't fill me with confidence. No game really fills me with confidence. It's like we're in a weird space where um, I don't know if we, if everyone universally agrees, but for me and from some of the people that I speak to, uh, it's not Ralph. It's the players, right? So we're in a weird place where we see like there's some type of improvement, but the level of player that we have we can bank on a mistake or two happening per game. So it's like, wait, do we have to go 2-3-0 up? Um, and we we know, um, you know, the likelihood of going 2-3-0 up when you've got um, an OAP up front is, is, is very difficult. So, you know, we're banking on, um, you know, trying to see out games. So, yeah, man, it's just like a weird space where I think we're getting better but the 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 uh, while we get better, the players' deficiencies are easier to highlight. Oh, that's a, that's a great point, and I guess I feel like we do this every few months. Um, we do a comprehensive review of the starting lineup and if players are good enough. And I mean, we do that even when there aren't any in any signings, so things aren't necessarily changing much. But I'm going to go through a few players just to get the kind of the, the the vibe from this extraordinary league of gentlemen in regards to some of the players playing for us. You mentioned OAP there, Seb. So I think we'd be remiss not to start with um, Cristiano Ronaldo, 37 years old, couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago almost. Um, Stevie, Ronaldo. Um, th- there's a video going about online him like kind of huffing and puffing and looking sad. Um, where do you where do you stand with the the, the great man at this point? I think you knew where I stood with him when he signed, didn't it? Like, a couple of nostalgic sues, that's all I wanted to see. And then get him out, man. <laughs> get, get rid. Obviously, due to unforeseen circumstances, our reliance on him has upped a bit. But he's 37. Like, it's kind of like, I don't know, like when you're 35 and you're still going to, I don't know, Tiger Tiger to club. Like, why is he still here? Just go home, like, relax. He's done everything he needs to do. I think it's becoming a real drain on our club that 
our two front men are aged what 35 and 37 respectively it presents such a challenge and Ronaldo even at Juventus I thought he was past it personally no, 72 um, combined ages killing me it's fucking killing me 72 that's, that's crazy. fucking killing me that's crazy um <laughs> <laughs> he's and you know what he, he he can't do anything good anymore. Oh yeah, no, it's like, Cavani's birthday. I was thinking, right, that's why he's thirty-four. But there you go, dropped it right on our heads up. Valentine's Day, <laughs> from Valentine's with love, from Cavani with love. Man. Here's another year. Here's another three hundred sixty-five uh, for you, boys. But boy, boy, we're gonna be with Ronaldo until he's thirty-eight. So yeah, you think he's gonna take the second year? Yeah, I think he has to because what's the other option? He, he is. He definitely is not taking a second year. Where, where do you think he's going? Yeah, where's he going? No one can afford him. I, I think I think he's either going like Dubai or yeah, bro. <laughs> no, I know Ronaldo. I know I know yeah. you didn't say a particular continent. Still, so I know you do your you do your Google still. Yeah, he's either going yeah, a continent you just yeah, missed yeah. out. Oh, going <laughs> Dubai, China, or like, I don't even think PSG will have him man, in his current state. But then again, who knows, bro? The the the, the dream team of having Messi and Ronaldo in one team, they, they could put, potentially pull it off, but you know what I'm saying? Oh my, what, bro, you know what, yeah? That you know when they do those kind of comp, you know when they do those kind of comps and the music is very questionable? Yeah. That's how I can see Messi, oh this my. Messi and Ronaldo linking up at PSG, like hey, music out of things. Miss touches, missing sits. I was just watching a Messi comp before this, yeah? And it's like, just like showed him like being one on one, but turning into traffic. Like, why are you showing? I'm getting the yeah. corner. Like, why are you showing me? Why are you showing me that? <laughs> yeah, PSG aren't stupid because that's Ronaldo. That's another half a mil, half a mil a week. I, so think, I reckon he goes back. If he goes anywhere, I feel like goes back goes where? Back goes back where? Portugal. Where? Oh, okay. Enough, if it's sporting, they got like we sporting. said on the Patreon, they if got they to give him a percentage of the club, man. Yeah, if they qualify for Champions League, he might, he might, yeah, say, yeah, one last dance, isn't it? Yeah, f- fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, so he, he he's a, a big problem and there isn't actually no way out because Cavani feels like he can play 90 minutes every 10 days. Um, so whenever he plays, he just lets Ralph know he's not playing and Ralph just decides, like, yep, cool, that's fine. Like, you could, like, Ralph said after the training they had on, was it Friday, he thought Cavani would be fine to play on Saturday. Cavani said, I'm all right. Cheeky no, weekend trip. Cheeky weekend trip to Uruguay, fam. So Cavani is t- he's taking the absolute biscuit. He like, is. He is. He's, the guy's disgusting. He's taking yeah, he's the abs the cheek of him. Yeah, we should have done a pay as you play because this is absolutely farcical. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely farcical, bro. Guys, getting two hundred fifty k. A man saying, "Ah, oh, but the club on Sunday." You know what? I'm gonna sit this one out. <laughs> he's getting a mill a month, yeah, and he probably plays in a month combined, like one hundred eighty minutes. So, and yeah, and you know shocking. what the mad thing is, yeah? yeah, because yeah, he's the understudy right now of Ronaldo. He's playing mm. so badly. When he comes yeah. in, he's a hero again. Yeah, yeah, he's just a shit. He's just a <laughs> shit. He played against Burnley. Shit, he was not involved at all. So cool. We talked about our two geriatric um frontmen. Let's talk about a player who has um yeah, trying, to, guess... trying to usurp Gaz there with the lingo. Uh... I see you. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Um, so. <laughs> So let's talk about a player who probably we feel a bit more positive about. And I'm going to come across to you first, Gaz, because you kind of you, you stood by him when you know it was easy to kick him when he was down. Uh, uh, Jaden Sancho grabbed the goal, grabbed the goal against Southampton. 
uh, pretty much a, a bright performance. I don't know, bright. He was good. He was bright against Burnley. Um, he was, yeah, he's he's built up some good consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how are you feeling about Jaden at the moment? How do you think he's improved? Um, I feel as though he's he he used the Borough game as like a as a feeler to just build some confidence up. Um, mm. I feel as though the break done him some good as well. Uh, obviously, he's lost a family member, so that's never a positive thing. But it was also a yeah. chance to sort of reset. Um, as we've me and you spoke about him a few weeks ago, and we said he's yeah. obviously a confidence player. And um, in a Borough game, I noticed he did, he did one thing right, and then he started just moving with the ball a bit more, hit the crossbar, confidence has built up. And ever since, he's been very bright. He's very technical, as we know, in terms of his ability on the ball. He likes to give and go and jink. And I think being, being around Pogba's helped, someone that is on a similar wavelength in terms of they're looking to give the ball and receive it back. And someone that's just of a higher, high technical level, which is just not there when someone like Fred's playing or when like um, he's playing around um, someone like McTominay, um, or even Matic. Matic is a good player, but he's not on that similar wavelength in terms of how Sancho likes to play. So Pogba being there has been very good. And I think, obviously, I thought him being on the right would be the solution to our issues, or his issues. But it seems as though he's found a home on the left. Um, I have one critique of him. I'd like to see him switch it up a bit. And sometimes, even if you're not going to necessarily complete the take-on, go down the left-hand side just mm. to catch defenders off guard because they kind of always feel as though he's going to come in on the right foot right, to, to either link up with Pogba or to try and get a cross in or to link up with Ronaldo. He seems to really like trying to get the ball to Ronaldo quite often. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him at least go down that outside, take, catch defenders off guard um, and then there's the ability to either cut a cross goal or to then chop back, get back, get the ball to Luke Shaw or someone that's sort of in the same vicinity as him. So. But overall, I'm just glad to see he's a bright spark alongside Pogba. So, I'm leaving with something. I'm taking that. And, um, <laughs> hopefully, he can just continue to sort of build that confidence. Um, he just seems to be a bit sharper and then a bit quicker. And like, he's, yeah. never been an, he's never been electric per se. But he just seems to be lighter on his toes. So, it's, it's, it's promising. Uh, maybe yeah, he's just yeah. adjusting to the league. Ralph has helped as well. Because Ralph... I don't know if you guys exactly. have realised. He's a big, Ralph big fan of him. him, yeah. He wanted him before he went to Dortmund. I think he, he wanted him at Leipzig, didn't he? Yeah. He wanted him a 17-year-old. And Ralph was always talking him, talking him up in terms of one of the best talents in the world, best wingers, just give him time, adapting to the physicality of the Prem. For sure. Um, so, yeah, it's promising. Yeah, agree, agreed, agreed. It's, it's, it's good to see him start to get his feet under him. And it's kind of like, before, he wasn't playing very well. So, after games, you wouldn't get the, ah, oh, we go again, guys, because he knew he'd get cooked. He get cooked yeah, yeah. playing chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're not winning, but he's playing all right. So he's like, oh, you know, I'm leaving this again, up. you know, not the result <laughs> we wanted, but you know, thank for your support. And he's, he's not letting me know. He's yeah. letting me know. It won't it won't me. It won't me. It won't it me. me. <laughs> <laughs> and on to a guy who probably bit too much on the social media. Um, Seb, uh, Marcus Rashford, absolutely shocking on Saturday. Um, take us through what you think he's going for at the moment. You're mute, you're mute. Yeah, what I'll say is um, I think he's going through I think he's going through his return back to form. And the reason why I say that is because since the pod with uh, Stevie, the famous pod with Stevie, um, we've played, I think we've played about five games. And mm. I think uh, three of those games, he was good. One game he was okay, but I think Stevie disagrees, and I think that was the game that he was saying it was rubbish. And one game yesterday was absolutely diabolical, mm. right? And I think one thing Rashford suffers from 
is he suffers from, you know, like computer overload, right? Okay. He's a striker that had to play left wing, that had to play right wing, that's now mm. had to, you know, suffer through injury and then change their, the way how they play to, mm. to kind of compensate with that injury. Now he's back and I just feel like it's like buffering a bit, right? So there's some things he does that are good, some things he does with shit. But the last two games, I'd say, have been on the poor end um, since we had that discussion. And yeah. as I said, but even mm-hmm. though, even though they were on the poor end, he still contributed to both the goals we scored. So we scored two goals in the last two games, and he's contributed mm-hmm. to, to. But I don't. I, I still don't think he's good enough. And one thing that Stevie said, which was correct um, yesterday, is uh, he's a bit too one-dimensional on the right. Like, and I see that with a, a lot of players that when they're used to a certain position, especially on the left, they want to cut in and like shoot. But on the right, they just don't know what to do. Like they they always want to come inside because they na- their natural thing is to always come inside. But, you know, like I just think uh, as well, as well as that, yeah, as well as that, I think like when Rashford is having a poor game, yeah, he can't get himself out of the rut. You know, some players can have a poor game, but then yeah. pick it up. But do, do you know what? I see that with a lot of Man United players. Is when they're having a poor game, they haven't got the mentality to pick it up. When do you see, really, it's very rare that a player has a poor game in the first half and the second half they manage to like pick it up and actually become individually better. And I mm. think it's a mentality thing with Man United players, man. Like, they, 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 they're, quite, they're mentally weak. And um, I just, yeah, I just think, again, that obviously that extends to Rashford. Uh, I, I just think, and I just think like he, he maybe is on his uh, return back to form, but he needs to be consistent and he needs to be careful, man, because, you know, Jaden Sancho has been afforded the luxury of playing on the left, even though I think it should be the other way around. But Jaden Sancho individually is playing sick. But, and do you know what's so funny is Jaden Sancho is playing sick and if he continues, everybody's going to forget about the, the start that he had. Mm-hmm. So, Rashford better be careful because if Jadon Sancho makes, uh, you know, left wing a permanent fixture and he can't play right wing, it's going to be peak for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I generally think, you know, he should play on the left or he should go up front. But again, that's so, definitely another day. So, do you feel like there's a bit of like an identity crisis in who he is as a footballer? Right. 100%. He wants to be multiple people, right? So he 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 wants to play like Neymar, he wants to play Ronaldo, or he wants to play like Beckham and this be KDB or whatever, be crossing it early or whatever. But it's like, bro, like you need to, he, he, he needs to, and the thing is, I say he needs a coach, but he's got a coach in Ralph Rangnick. Again, I don't know what Ralph is doing, but I, I actually respect him as a coach, like because I'm seeing things and I'm seeing improvements in certain things. So he actually needs to focus. And I think Ralph even alluded to it with the comments you posted, guys. Right? He mm. said Sancho was going through da 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 da. Now, as you see, he's doing this. Now we hope in the coming weeks this can happen with Marcus Rashford. Right? So now you know there's a conscious effort to work on Marcus Rashford or to work on improving Marcus Rashford. So yeah. Let's see what happens, man. But last last game was not good enough. Like the, there was the clip that Stevie posted where he cut him from the left and then he tried to work the angle because he wants a perfect angle. And he never used to be like that, you know. He never used to be like that. But now every single time on the left, he wants a perfect angle. And do you know where he the last the last time he done it good 
and he got lucky was against Brighton when he done Ben White, right? You mm. know when he just done. Wow, that was a couple of years ago, isn't it? Yeah, he got lucky. He got lucky that time, but he's yeah. he's he wanted the perfect angle, and it kept yeah. on closing. But he had the skill to chop yeah. and then finish it, and it was yeah. actually a deflected shot that went into the yeah. into the net in the first place. So I'm just saying that. Um, yeah, man, he just needs to get his his confidence back and his focus back. But yeah, the, st- the clip that Stevie posted, as soon as he did that, I said, even I said, I said, Ra- I said, Rash, this is shit. I even said, mm-hmm. I said that in my house, bro. I was like, this is shit. Seb, <laughs> Seb, Seb, have you watched? You know, Eight Mile when Eminem like preempts all the cusses his opponent's yeah, yeah. gonna say, so they can't because <laughs> if they then try and say it, it's like, well, I already said that. So how are you gonna diss me about that? Um, I feel that's a bit of what you you've done there. It was, it was very, it was very, <laughs> it was very good. You've gone through a lot of detail there. You've kind of left Stevie very little wiggle room. Why Stevie? He's elusive. So I know he shoots himself in his leg with his own guard. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I think you're completely right there in regards to how he performed on the weekend. I, I, it'll be interesting to see that improvement because I think he's so much in his head now. Like, we talk about confidence. I think for Sancho's confidence moment was getting, like, a deflected goal against Middlesbrough. Yes. And now you've seen it. To, like, Rashford scored, though. He scored goals. So it feels like it's deeper than that at this point. Rashford's, think... Rashford's game, yeah, he's like he's a bit like Rooney where the goals is nothing. Rashford mm. always scores. Rashford can always score. Rashford can always assist. He guaranteed is going to give you 10-10 at a bare mm. minimum every single season. That's yeah. non-pretty goals, right? Yeah. Non-pretty goals is going to give you 10-10 every season. Rashford's thing is playing well. Forget the goals, because Rashford can always pull up stats. It's playing, it's playing well is his thing, right? Mm. It's like, if he plays a good game, then you'll see multiple good games. But if he plays shit and scores, it doesn't mean anything for him. Mm. He still needs to play well. Same thing like Rooney. Rooney said he didn't care about the goals. It was about his performance. And I think yeah. Rashford's similar where he cares about his performance. Because about dubs and man's up, dubs in people and whatever. Even these flip flap that's cash money. Yeah, that was shit. That was shit. It looks it was so like why, bro. It's cash money all the time. Like he really pissed me off, man. Um, Stevie, what what are your thoughts on Rashford? I think you've been very patient there. You haven't butted in, which you have a tendency to do when Rashford's uh, on the agenda, but you've been a patient man today. Um, what what are your thoughts? Is anything that Sebi said that you disagree with? Um yeah, what, what are your thoughts on Rashford at the moment? Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna keep it real balanced. I think I made my point a few weeks ago, in it. So I'm not gonna try and character assassinate Rashford or Sebi. I mean Rashford's doing it for himself on the pitch anyway. Um well, a little I, dig, nice, 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 yeah, nice. Yeah, just, nice. just a cheeky one, just leave him with something. Little jab. Little jab. <laughs> just let your opponent know you're there. Um no, I think I think with Rashford, yeah. I'm really concerned, yeah, about him. Not his current level of performance, because I think, if I'm being honest, I think we all know, and it would be ridiculous to believe that this is his level. He's obviously playing beneath himself. But what I was saying uh, when we spoke on the um, aftermatch uh, pod was that the level that uh, some United fans believe he is capable of playing at, I think it's an inflated view of him. I think realistically... It's somewhere in the middle. And that's why I say I don't think he's good enough to be a starter for Man United because what I expect to see is somebody, and obviously this is 
uh, my expectations of United playing really well. It's somebody who, over the course of a 38-game Premier League season, he's going to deliver maybe 25 of those games. I don't know if that's unrealistic, but I want to see him consistently deliver over the course of the season, yeah? And the things that concern me with Rashford, yeah, much much talked about, yeah, is his, um, his footballing IQ. When he gets the ball... Um, sometimes his decision-making can be erratic. We've talked about him not knowing what to do, perhaps when he's got too much time, and he's now getting on 24. I don't know when this is going to develop from Rashford, and right now you're seeing his IQ. It's just getting panned all across the media because he's not making the right decision at all. But then also concerning, which I think people people never seem to touch on, it might just be my opinion, but I don't think Rashford has great technique. I think Rashford can strike the ball well, at times, I think he can pick out his man at times. I think he can dribble past his man at times. But I think the only thing he can consistently deliver without being erratic at is displaying his pace. You lot saying that flip-flop is cash money. I don't know what bank you lot are cashing that in at, but that is not cash money <laughs> for, for, for me. Rashford. Love job. Love job. <laughs> Rash, Rashford is just yeah. The, the best way I can describe him is is an erratic footballer. Sometimes it goes well for him, sometimes it doesn't. But I've not seen enough from Rashford to tell me that this guy can perform at the level required for United, and that's that's what I keep saying. But I think even more concerning on the weekend, the most concerning thing for me was that first thing, first rule of football in 2021-2022 Yeah, all teams are trying to press. You've got to work hard you got to work hard. And seeing some of those clips here of us getting exposed, I think there was a chance where um, Armstrong had a chance on the right-hand side, yeah? And Rashford left his man so open. And some of, like, the petulance that's kind of creeping into his game, it's just, it's just concerning. And I wonder where he's going to go from here because um, Sebi spoke about him suffering from trying to play too many positions. But I feel like as the modern forward, you should be able to play... Um, across the front line like you see tons of players playing across the front line it's not working for him on the left who are the tons of players that do that pardon who are the tons of players that do that Sterling's done that Saka's done that Sterling does that consistently he has done that consistently. He played on the right for City when Sane was there for an entire season. And then when Sane left, he went he went to the left. And he was fairly effective on and both you said, sides. You top forward, you said Saka. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I didn't think Saka was a top forward. Uh, so who were the top forwards? Saka, Saka, Saka's performing. Saka's performing at a consistent level, don't know. You were the top forwards that play across the line. Saka not performing at a consistent level. So and I'll have Foden. I think Saka you can also play Foden left and right. Is Saka a top forward? I would say he's performing at a, at a good level. So Is he a top forward, a, yes or no? Let's, let's be no, specific here. He's it doesn't take away from your... I think I, I think he can not be a top forward, but you can still make your point about the modern footballer. You don't have to win every... Uh, it, it, doesn't matter. it doesn't yeah. matter if he's a top forward or not, because Rashford... Admit that he's not, he's unless not he runs to the next point. You're the one who yeah. won't admit that you were wrong. Right? Let's just come on. You're better than this. Or maybe you're not. <laughs> I Struggling to admit that he's playing at a good level, he's on his way. He okay. is not... <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that what you want? Is that no, what no, you no, want? No, 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 but I think your actual point, I think your actual point rings true. 
you need well, to be able to be effective on on to a certain. Like I can, I'm fine with you being your preferred side being the left. You yeah. can't be useless on the right. Yeah. He has too much some, in his some, locker. Some he, he has too much on his locker. Some players yeah. made a career out of just playing on one side. Give, give me some. I am Robin Mo Salah. Ju- justified, justified. Yeah. They justified. Exactly. They, they they were never moved out. Like they but were they never justified. Moved out they justified getting to start in their same position every single week. That is why they got to stay there. And well, if we wanted to sign, Salo, Salo, if I'm trying to Salo, sign somebody, in, or, when he's in that position for Chelsea, and then mm-hmm. he and then he moved because he was shit, yep. and he still played that same position, and he continued to play that same same position until he flourished. Do you know right? what he did? Do you know what as well? Do you know what he did though? He dropped down the level. He dropped down the level to a team that would play him at that position week and, in, and, week out. And, and that level is where Man United are currently at. So what, what, Fiorentina, what, Fiorentina? Yes. Man United are just, oh, please. But you know what it is? You know what it is as well? Have a day off, man. Have a day off, man. Man, we're coming to the same level as well. Huh? Where is the difference? Where are you, Tina, bro? Uh, you lot aren't even going to let Gaz speak. Sorry, no, go, Gaz. No, it's not even that. Like, the difference is as well is that, like, Ralph actually thinks that Sancho... I, I don't know. He seems to really like Jaden. I think he feels as though Jaden's, like, the key to the... He likes Jaden because he knows Jaden. He, he knows Jaden and he wanted to buy him. So, naturally, when a manager comes in and they know you from a previous club, oh, like, this is why I don't want Pochettino, because this guy's going to keep Luke Shaw. Right, so naturally, when a, when a manager yeah knows you and has wanted to buy you from a previous club, he's seen everything he needs to see about you. He's gonna give you all the chances in. The, do you, Sancho at the start of the season was dropping worse stinkers than Marcus Rashford currently right now? But because it's Marcus Rashford, right, fans are just like nah, like they're on Rashford. But Sancho was at, at a point. Sancho, I've seen Sancho get the ball. Like and then try to like turn like with his heel and then just lose it. Like Sancho mm. was beat, like was moving like there was like something I don't know what was personal problem. I don't know, but Sancho was just moving mad. Right. The thing so, with Rashford is we obviously he had credit in the bank in it, um, but that credit has has since expired. So long now since. we're just looking the credit, at the credit. Credit's expired. The guy that's that just the other day was square winners. Bro, without Rashford in the last two games, we, we lose. Are you saying Rashford's credit's not expired? We lose. we lose. Yes or no? What, without Rashford? Yeah. In the last no. two games? Yes. No. no. It's not It's not as no. si- no. simplistic as that. Somebody else would be on the pitch. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's... Listen, the way you've gamed that out, you watch Brilliant, so you know about game theory. The way you've gamed that out is absolutely ridiculous. Man said, if Rashford didn't play, we would have lost. Please Wait, do not fucking cut my lungs. If Rashford didn't play, we would not have fucking conceded. How about who that? Who How about that, man? Anyone, fam? Jesse who Lingard. Jesse Lingard. So, Jesse Lingard, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mariah, don't let him do that. Right. No, Jesse, oh. sorry. Jesse Lingard oh. is fucking meaty, but he will not be playing as bad as... Last, the, the last five not... games, Rashford yeah. has contributed to this team, whether it's by winners, whether it's by getting the opening goals. It's yeah, that's why it's good that we watch football with our eyes, man. Yeah, yes. That's I, 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 I'm a stats man. <laughs> no, you're not a fucking stats man. I'm a stats man. You're not a stats, stats man. Because oh, Rashford's going to put up numbers. Go, I know go, 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 like, go, I know that ain't who I feel. Go, go, <laughs> Rashford's going to put up his numbers. 
How can you not see that he's he's basically God, that's fine. That's fine with me. We'll leave us up every game. You didn't leave with dignity on Sunday. I want to get Gaz's take. Who, who, hey, hey, Stevie, who's your favorite Man United player? Well, currently, none. Yeah, bro, no. I hate this team. I don't no. know about you, man. I hate. I said, I said, sell the whole squad. The one person I had stocks in ashamed me. So <laughs> who's that? Who's that? Forget it. We don't even go there. You must not be named. You know who it is, man. All right, Stevie, what were you going to say, bro? Um, I was saying... Hey, you're lucky, bro. Speak. Speak on this part. What were you going to ask Gaz? Hey, I'm like... Hold on, let's get some order. Let's get you that to Bobby's company. What's his name? Mike Prince. I'm like Mike Prince right now, bro. I'll go low. Stevie, what did you want to ask Gaz? Uh, what, where you think, what you think he's going to end up as as a player at United? Like, where where do you think Rashford's level currently is? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, I well, think the best Rashford. No, yeah, yeah. The best Rashford we'll have is the Rashford that was was it nineteen twenty? So like when Ollie first came in, mm. slashed the season after. Um, so him at his best is twenty to thirty all comps. Thirty is maybe a stretch, you know. Thirty might be pushing it, but you know, like I can see him getting a twenty-five all comps. I see you thinking we're um, going to qualify for uh, that that conference league. <laughs> Was it ten goals in the and, conference? <laughs> but I don't. I just don't think. But honestly, I don't think Rashford's going to reach the level that like people. When he was injured, pardon? Yeah, that's what I thought he did, bro. Yeah, he did. He did, brother. And, and, and the season depends, right? What? How many players did he take last season? No, including pens. How many did he get last season? Uh, uh, didn't he get twenty-five all comps last season? Did he get twenty-five? I think really? so. I don't think okay. so. And then maybe like 40 with us. 21, 21, yeah. That's close. Yeah. (laughs) But my point more so, I just don't think it's going to be the level that we thought thought he would go where people were talking and baps and that. Obviously, some of it was in jest, I know. But there were some people that thought Rashford is going to be. Yeah, one I mean, of the Seb top. was one of them. Let's let's call it. A, let's call it a, a of course, spade a spade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't think he's going to be that that echelon of footballer. But he'll be a good player for us. Um, well, if you were to compare him to like maybe like a past United player or like I don't know players that have played in the Premier League. What kind of level are you you thinking? 
um, that's tough, man, because we've had some we've had some nonsense over the years. Um, if I'm thinking back to Fergie's best times, it doesn't even have to be United. You can name. Right, will he have a better career than Robert? Will he have a better career than Robert Perez? Yeah. No, nah, he won't. You know. He's better no, than Perez, no. You you need nah. to you need to compare him to Will Torch, not Perez. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not Sylvan Wiltord, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, no, not going to respond to that. Maniacal. You're at yourself, so Stevie. Who do you think you'll become like, Stevie? Who do you think you'll become Sylvan Wiltord. Yeah, that's Sylvan Wiltord. But he's already he's already cleared Wiltord. What are you talking about? I don't know, boy. Some of his performances of late. Anyway, guys. And one more player I want to ask. <laughs> obviously, Paul Pogba's made his way back into the team, played against Middlesbrough, played against Burnley, uh, obviously played against Southampton. Um, how do you think he's settling back in after being out for three months or so? I think his... Um, I don't think his, uh, his ability on the ball has ever been in question. Yeah. Um, and I think we saw that um, in the first half. Um, against Southampton. I think we've seen that. I think the last three games have just been like Groundhog Day, to be honest, in the way they've played out. Uh, but yeah, the question marks remain defensively. Um, him in a midfield, I guess Bruno's contributing to that as well. But yeah, like I was saying on Saturday, I just think once once we, um, we lose the ideal game situation, which is either... Um, starting the game and not being behind, or we start the game and we score, and so we're ahead. Mm-hmm. Once the players have to respond to an in-game situation, they just don't seem to have the mental capacity uh, or um, concentration or just awareness or know-how how to do so. So what, when what we try to... say, on, yeah, what did I say on the Patreon? Everyone has a plan till they get smacked in the mouth. Yeah. There's a couple yeah, of things that. on that as well, man. There's a couple yeah. of things on what you said, Stevie, like. Obviously, um, we spoke about it in the group chat uh, earlier today, me and Sebi more so, um, where Carl Anker, I'm not trying to plug other people's podcasts or anything like that, no, but Carl Anker spoke bro. about... Um, yeah, no, Carl Anker spoke about um, how he questioned Ralph about the fit of Pogba and Bruno and how when we go behind and when games aren't going our way, both tend to go into like hero mode. Uh, mm. So Bruno's hero mode would be pushing further forward, closer to the striker, sort of mm. breaking rank from what the 4-3-3 should be and playing basically as a second striker or, yeah. or as a striker in a sense. Um, and then Pogba's version of hero ball would, would be dropping deeper than normally, um, which is generally meant to be McTom's job, which then leaves massive gaps for when we lose the ball, turn it over, teams are able to transition into mm. into into pockets and pockets of space. Um, and they both do the hero ball thing and there's no one on the team to actually just say, lads, Lads, let's just get our foot on the ball and look after it for five to ten minutes. That should be and Pogba, this, man. And take this thing. It, yeah, to an extent. Yes, I'm with you. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but like, it, you know, let's, say, lads, let's, let's pop the ball. Let's give it. Let's give and take and look after the ball and just take this thing out of what Southampton are trying to do. To yeah, us just for five, ten no minutes, five, ten minutes, break the game up a bit, which earn some fouls to throw it down. That's really so, interesting. Pogba, Pogba, yeah. Pogba is technically secure to do it. Yeah, but that's not Pogba's game. Yeah, That's never been Pogba's game. It makes you like realize how good Carrick was because in games like in games like Southampton, he'd be like steady, like everyone's steady, like let, let me get the ball, let me control. And this is what I'm mm. saying. Like, this is why I've always said, fam, I don't care about Pogba leaving. 
I don't care about Bruno leaving. Give me two central midfielders that know how to play central midfield properly. Not any, um, what do you call them, like specialist players or rogue players that excel at one thing, right? So Pogba is extremely talented, but you can't be 29 and still be being called talented. You need to be, a, you need to actually be either a central midfielder or go do something else or go play somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I just think like, that, that that central midfield era is mm. such a massive problem and it has been for five years where it's like people are saying oh they used to say oh Pogba needs to be unlocked it's not about Pogba being unlocked it's about players knowing how to do both sides of the game really really well and we have nobody everybody's excels at one thing Right, everybody excels at one thing, whether it's Pogba being creative, whether it's Bruno scoring goals, whether it's McTom with the energy, whether it's Fred breaking up pass. There's nobody that can there's nobody that can get the ball, that can dictate tempo. Bro, it's just it's an absolute joke, man. It's an absolute joke. Yeah, I hear you. And um we spent quite a bit of time there talking about the players, but I wanted to talk a bit about the tactical side of things and what we can see um Ralph implementing and obviously Seb, I think you're the one who said that um, we're in a funny position because at the moment we put the vast majority of the blame in regards to results at the feet of the players rather than at Ralph's feet. So um, as you guys are watching the games these days, um, what, what trends What trends are you liking that you're seeing on the, on the pitch? Obviously, the kind of 30, 40 minutes of good play in 90 minutes aside, what are you liking and how, how do you see that potentially improving in the coming months? Well, I like uh, both uh, Sancho and Rashford off the ball. Well, Rashford's always been good off the ball. I think Sancho, like, off the ball has been much, much, much better. Um, those, those are the things that I, I like. Those are the trends that I like. Um, I also like, again, before uh, we, we, we concede a goal, I like how close the midfield unit are. Right, so at a, at the very start of games, they're very close. They're happy to kind of like combine, um, and I, I kind of like that aspect. The difficult thing is, it's just like, not even just to be negative. It's just that there's like some good, there's some really really good things. For example, like Dallow, right? Remember, Wambasaka used to be the trigger for most uh, for most teams. And Dallo actually plays like really, really well and he's able to like beat press. However, his final ball is fucking atrocious. And then also on top of that, it's like the game of the game that the, the the chance that everybody's saying that Rashford is the, the for blame to blame, right? Uh, in the last game where we conceded, his defending is shocking, right? So uh, there's like too good, too bad with 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 this team, man. So I like I like like some parts of all of the players. But there's some parts of like all of the players that that kind of let us down, and that's 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 disgusting. Yeah, no, I can't I can't um, disagree with you. Again, we're coming up to those summers. I think um, somebody mentioned to me. I think Babs on the main pod. I don't think he mentioned it, but we or maybe he did mention it on the main pod. So every summer, Seb says we need three central midfielders. Then he goes, Ah, oh, we need two. <laughs> Fine, I'll take two central midfielders. Then he goes, ah, oh, just give me one central midfielder. Uh, it feels like once again, oh. we're here again where we need three central midfielders. I need somebody to click the pods, yeah. I need somebody to click the pods with every time I've asked for transfers and how many central midfielders I want. I'm, oh, sure, I'm sure I've said like three, then two, then one, about 10 times, bro. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. single window, I'm like, yeah, I'll take this. I'll take, oh, fuck it. You know what? I'll take this. I'm happy with this. 
Agreed, agreed. I've, I've heard you for the years, and it's, it's it's sad, man. It's sad at this point. Um, there's some circles that are rumoring that Pogba might want to stay at this point. Um, how would you guys feel if he ended up staying? Something like 300, 350k a week. On the face of it, we need Pogba, but I think it would probably be sensible for any <laughs> other club other than Man United to sell him. But knowing we're Man United, we will sell him and then replace him. Man, the same sell. We don't have. He's we will we will lose Pogba and not replace him with a player that ticks any boxes that he dictates. <laughs> so, yeah. I but the, the thing is to to Sebi's point, we just need we need specialists in the position. People are able to play the all-round central midfield role. Um, mm. And without that, we're kind of hampered. Um, and it also means that yeah. when we get one injury in the centre of midfield, we're, ab- we're absolutely done. I mean, Pogba yeah. averages like a two-month injury every season. And we know during that period that this period is just going to be rough for us. And then we're just anticipating... around December, January as well, isn't it? It's, it's, busy yeah, time of the year, like, yeah. you can't be reliant on one midfielder. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Cool. I wanted to pivot somewhat and, and go and discuss a bit of the more behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, Gad, you were discussing earlier uh, how busy Richard Arnold's been and the fact that the club are looking for a... Uh, is it assistant director of football? Murtaugh. Or is it Murtaugh they're looking for assistant for. Is who? Murtaugh, Murtaugh. sorry. What does Richard sorry. Arnold do? He's chief executive. Yeah, he's he's, 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 he's replaced um, Edward Wood. Yeah. Uh, Murta is the director of football. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or technical okay. operations, it might be. Isn't okay. Yeah, sure. Um, so one no, of them. Uh, is the d- director of football, or the equivalent to what that would be. And Fletcher is sort of the yeah. technical director. Um, okay. So I think I think because a lot of people seem to have questioned what Fletcher's actually what's his role. Mm. But to me, it seems as though he's the link between what goes on on the training pitch um with Ralph and or Oli before team. and he's the link between that and what goes on in the boardroom in regards mm-hmm. to who are recruiting for players who we need to upgrade on um what's actually going on the training field on a day-to-day basis because I know Fletch actually takes some sessions as well mm-hmm. that's why he's on the bench the... for games yeah do you, do right you so I think he's, that, he's I, don't, I don't see any um other clubs that have have done that no mm-hmm. I, I, I don't either. what do you, what do you <laughs> think of this interesting approach I guess do you Will well, it be hiring someone, uh, an assistant? For no, Murtaugh? I'm talking about first Fletcher before we get to the oh, Murtaugh okay. stuff. So, firstly, somebody with no experience getting a technical director role, and secondly, the fact this technical director is involved in training and um, on the bench in the dugout as well. I, I really have not seen that done anywhere else before. Yeah, it's unprecedented, that's for sure. Um, it's not something I've seen. I don't think the idea of having someone as a link between what's going on on the pitch and uh and having those conversations with the likes of John Murta as a bad thing. Um, is Fletcher the right guy for that? I don't I, He hasn't g- given me any clue to say that his CV would, would make that, that the case. Um, but Ralph has kept him along. But I think that's a club decision. I think the club have said Fletcher, old player, knows the club, won't cause us hassle per se. But it's quite strong and firm. And like, from what I've heard, I think about Fletcher, he's a very, he's very firm and... Decisive okay. in his decisions, no and so on and so forth. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the talk from what I've heard about him. So, 
I like the premise of having a link between what's going on on the training pitch because at the end of the day, I don't know what John Murtaugh knows about football. At the bare minimum, I know Fletcher has played at the top level and understands the game of football. Um, how that works out, we'll see. But um, yeah, I don't mind the idea of having that sort of link between the two. Fair enough. And I guess, um, secondly, what do you guys think of this assistant um, director football role? It's a jolting, man. It's a jolting. United, United are like very, very, very confused because what they're doing and like from from what I look, it looks like like an old boys club. See, it feels like certain people got to get paid. Yeah. Um, so why do we have to get assistant director of football? Why can't we just get uh, an elite director of football that actually knows the game? Why are we trying mm. to look for somebody to do the director of football's job? Because it seems like the director of football probably doesn't know what he's doing. And then we're going to get an assistant that has a, a, a clue. But we're going to make sure that this director of football still gets paid. And this is just, uh, it's just reminiscent of what United's been like over the last like eight to, to 10 years. It's just more yeah. sort of people just getting bread and not really doing their jobs. Like, especially when we even talk about like the scouting team as well. Like, some, some of the scouting teams have been there for the last 10 years. And look at the signings we've made. Ain't recommended a player yet. So people, people are there to just get paid. <laughs> nobody, just nobody wants to do their job. And I know mm. we spoke about, like, Fletcher playing at the highest level and all of that stuff and whatever, whatever. Trust me, you'll be shocked at some of the tastes of some of these, uh, of some of the people that we rate. Like, like, some of the tastes of some of the people we rate will be, like, extremely, extremely shocked. Because don't get twisted, bro. McTominay's probably in there because of Fletcher, Right. You, we saw when Fletcher was on the dugout when Carrick was there, McTominay was amazed that he was playing, right? So we have to be careful of thinking, yeah, because they played here, they, they got a no ball. Bear man mm -hmm. do not know ball, bro. I think a lot of fans would probably do a better job than a lot of these people at the club currently. Mm. I think, though, with um, with the... So I don't have a problem with the actual hiring of the assistant DOF because I think that's... That's not a job that they've just created out of thin air, I would hope, because I've seen it. I think Dean Ashworth had um, an assistant DOF and... Um, yeah, Liverpool. Liverpool. Who's Dean Ashworth? The Brighton uh, director. He was Brighton. I think he the one who's gone to Newcastle. The one who's gone to Newcastle, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So it's not, it's not unprecedented. I think with United, there's always a danger that we're making um, a position for making a position safe. My my concern would more so be that this work hasn't been created out of nowhere. So who was doing the work? Who's been before? doing the job before? Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's like crazy. Like, how could you have just realised that this this position needs yeah. to be filled? Yeah, I, I, like, to me, so that's mad. more striking. And then... Um, when when you realise that why didn't why wasn't this done when John Murta was um, was uh, hired as DOF and then I think it now means and I think it's as unclear to me as it is to United what is going to be the difference between what John Murta does what Darren Fletcher does what John Murta's assistant does and then what um, Ralph Ragnick does. And it seems to me like there's going to be a problem from where from where we've had uh, no cooks in the kitchen to too many cooks, and it's like we need a structure that's clear and coherent, and it's clear that 
no one knows what they're doing at this club. And in a summer, we always say like this is our most important summer. Like, this summer is truly important in terms of what we do. We can't be seen and we can't actually be unclear about where this club is going and how it's structured. So yeah, I think that the the way this this news has kind of come out, like Murta realizing he has too much work to do is like it just stinks of amateurism to me. Um, what are your thoughts, guys? Um, firstly, I think you made a great point about um, Bob. And we've all fought it over the years, like, who's doing this job? And this has just been Ed Woodward. That, obviously, I know there are people working alongside him, but for the most part, from what we know, Ed Woodward has led on everything football-related as well as marketing and strategic and, and, yeah. and PR and whatnot. Um, but off, off uh, the point about assistants, that is quite... It has become quite common practice to have assistant directors of football, so if, or whatever the equivalent is at other clubs. Mm-hmm. So, for example, at Liverpool, I know Michael Edwards was the head of director yeah. of football. Like he was the top guy, and under him was Julian Ward. And now mm-hmm. I think Edwards is leaving, and Julian Ward is taken over. Obviously, I know with Liverpool, it seems as though their structure is patterned to a T, unlike ours. But that is common practice within football in terms of having an assistant as well as a. So, or it's becoming yeah. common practice at least at the very or maybe least. it's a case of us being behind the times and now trying to catch up with oh, what yeah, is at the time the and listen the person could have any sort of job title is there somebody who supports the director of football in their day-to-day task of course there'll be if somebody's the director of football at manchester it's not a what it's not you will have a team underneath you because when mm. you're in a director role really people are bringing information to you and you're mm. making the final decision you know, okay, who who we bringing it? Who we potentially bringing in for, for, for at right back? You know, will come up to me with five names. Okay, cool. I want us to scrap these two and go and negotiate with these three clubs for these three players. Let's see what prices they say. He doesn't do all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think you make a good point in regards to other teams having it. And um, to be honest, if I knew Manchester United, what I think's actually been Zeb makes a point about it being a boys' club. What I think has actually been my fear for a long time is. Them not under like oh my days. How do we have so much power of somewhere like Manchester United and not potentially wanting to bring in competent people who could undermine them? Remember they brought in Javier Rebolta from um, Juventus. He left after like a year. He said, "What's the point? Like, what's the point? Like they're not listening to me. What am I doing here?" Man went to like locomotive. He went somewhere random, bro. He went somewhere random. Like they're signing guys that make it seem like they're on their job, but they're not actually mm. on their. They're not actually on their job. You know. Um, yeah, he went to um, St. Petersburg, he did, Revolta. Yeah, just on just on John Murphy as well. So, like, I didn't know until when it got revealed about his role. Is that he was at the club when Moyes was here. So, Moyes brought him from Everton as, like, the head of development um, for the club. No, so he joined in 2013 and then became the head of development in 2016. And he sort of oversaw our... He was part of working with Nicky Butt to a degree, although Nicky Butt was head of the academy. Um, he kind of oversaw the restructure of our academy. Um, apparently, he's even part of like us getting Hannibal in 2019. Um, mm. so he's kind of worked his way up. Um, from what I've heard, him and Nicky Butt didn't get along too tough. Or Nicky Butt felt as though this guy's been given this job when I've overseen the whole fucking academy, like what's going on here. And that might yeah. be part of why Nicky Butt left. Um, but Murta's been about for a little while now um, in terms of he was here when Moyes, when Moyes came. Um, so he's kind of worked his way up the ranks and for whatever reason has has landed in the director of football. Yeah, that, that's, 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 that's all fun and well, bro. But we need first team action now. Do you know what I'm trying to say? First, oh, no, I'm not even... A, a first team is... Any of the decisions, I'm just uh, giving some more... Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know, but like, come on, we're, we're bleeding. 
You see my head? Like we're we we are in trouble, bro. Like we, <laughs> Peter, we, said Peter. Peter in trouble. Send money. Listen, send money, bro. United in trouble. Send money. We are in trouble, bro. I'm packing us up. It's gonna be a scary summer. I'm really worried about what happens, man. I'm really. Yeah, really so we're, we're talking. We're talking about summer. And we've. I guess we've got two areas. We, we we're thinking a lot about Ragnick, his preferences, but yeah, he's moving into the consultant role. And I think he's kind of in in his frankness in regards to how he speaks to the media. He shed a lot of light it. on things which um, we had thoughts about, but didn't really have confirmation. So that's been interesting. But he's moving into another role, and the strong links now are between uh, Mauricio Pochettino. And uh, Ten Hag, I did a Patreon piece nice, with nice the guy accent on the name there, bro. Nice accent on the name, Mauricio. Oh, I heard that one. Um, I did a Patreon piece with the guys from Newspers <laughs> Order. Right? Was the, 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 day before, the, the day before Ragnick came in, and I was ah, I wasted her. I'm just reloading <laughs> that. You'll get you'll get that on the Patreon in the next couple of weeks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is evergreen content, bro. We'll forever, be, we'll forever be linked to Mauricio Pochettino in some way, shape, or form. So any uh, Pochettino content you got, bring it, bring it, bring it. So um, Pochettino, we've spoken about forever. Like, we we were linked to him before we got Ragnick in. We wanted him to replace Oli. We wanted him to come in instead of Oli. Um, so I don't think we need to necessarily talk too much in detail about him. Um, but um, uh, Ten Hag, who I wouldn't expect you guys to have watched uh, much of Ajax because they've had a madness over there. Mark Overmars had to leave his role, and it's been made clear that Ten um, Ten Hag is um, leaving Ajax at the end of the season. Um, boy, boy. How excited could you, would you potentially be about getting him in? You know what? I just I'd be I'd be as excited as I can be, but with United, it's there's always a caveat in it. Like every season, there's a caveat, and so. I've learned how to temper my expectations, really. I think uh, whatever Ten Hag can do is highly dependent on how much backing he gets from um, the board, not only financially, but with the way and manner in which they execute um, transfer targets and the speed as well, because uh, like Ragnick has been saying, you can't turn a team into a pressing team overnight. There are also some players you can't turn into... Um, a pressing um, style of player, full stop. So in order to give Ten Hag, if he was to come in, or even Pochettino, if he was to come in the best chance possible, we need to execute really quickly at the end of the season, before the end of the season, and then we need to get those targets in sharpish and we need to have an organised, cohesive... Um, what do you call it? Uh, you call it before you start the season? Fucking pre-season. Pre-season. Thank you. So you got season, then just put the word pre, aka before, before Thank that. You. Oh, my thumbs up pretty well. Thank you for that. Stevie, just off what you said, though, bro. Stevie, mm. just off what you said as well. It's also like, okay, we bring Ten Hag in. Who is the person? And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. Who is the person that's going to be able to see if results aren't going our way, but there's an improvement in the way we're playing? Who's going to be the person to say, oh, I can see what he's doing here. I can actually Ralph. see that. Well, we hope so. We hope so, innit? Um, and I hope mm. that's the case because my worry is that Ten Hag comes in or Poch, whoever it is, and that we just... Results aren't going our way, but it might be an improvement because for me, under Oli, despite the fact we, we kind of uh, we got to the top four and got to the finals, 
the pit, the performances on the pitch weren't promising. No one could actually see that at the club until the results waned. Um, so yeah. now that Ralph is in, as you put, as you said, which is a very good point actually, there's someone there that can actually see the process of what's happening on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, yeah. I think so. That'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah, I think the Ralph going upstairs is paramount. I think one thing you can see is Ralph is a good, really good communicator. Not only um, does he like explain things in detail, but like it's quite concise and easy to understand as well. So, um, very blunt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and very honest as well. And I think we can see he knows how a football team should play in the modern game. Yeah. I would. I think actually getting your team to play that way is a different story and that's dependent on personnel and how um how much they believe into you so on and so yeah. forth but i think ragnick will at least be able to decipher which i don't have confidence in anyone else at the club um to be able to do to decipher how well a manager is integrating his philosophy and whether it's working or whether it's successful or not so i think from that perspective i have confidence that the lens with which we judge a new manager on will be a good one whether they take his opinion in or not and how much power he can actually wield is a different story yeah a lot of guys fighting for that trophy right there to be the one who turned the club around yeah. I, I also i also think so if for him if if you're gonna bring um somebody like that in you have to give him like full autonomy, like on some of these tra- on in fact not transfers, but getting rid of some of these players. Like yeah. we're 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 in a a bad and a good position at the same time. Whereas like some players, their their contract runs out end of the season. Some players, their contract mm. runs out twenty twenty three. So yeah. we're in a, a a the position that a lot of us have wanted to be in. Whereas we, we we wanted a lot of players, you know, you know to kind of to, to leave the club. Um, I think there's no way Ten Hag can do well if he has to play Luke Shaw Maguire. Tellers isn't any better. <laughs> By yeah. injury prone, Lindelof. I think Lindelof and Varane was a good partnership, but ideally, you know, you have to obviously temper your expectations. So if Lindelof plays right. And he's afforded uh, a luxury to get an, another left back. I think that's important. I think yeah. getting a couple of centre midfielders is important, and at least either a certified gunman up top, or there's a certified like right winger or whatever has to come in for for this club to succeed. This that's the bare minimum, right? Yeah. And obviously, players to obviously come back into the fold or or whatnot. But there's no way you can give him Maguire and Shaw. Fred and McTominay and expect anything to change in this club. We are getting two signings. We're getting one centre forward and one centre mid. Then if we're, <laughs> if we're getting two signings, I'm officially joining Chessie Hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Running away from the Rashford accusations. Yeah. Don't kill me. I think we'll get more than two signers, but it'll be dependent on the players that we get out. And the, Is it um, two quali- more than two quality ones? I don't know what you mean by that. We're not signing two more youngsters. We've got more than enough youngsters. No, I think so. Getting... I mean, I mean, we'll prioritize centre mid because we're losing Pogba um, and we've lost centre mid and centre forward. But what yeah. I mean. What I mean by quality is how we got um, we got Tellers, for instance. I wouldn't call that a quality signing. I'd call that 
a man you can just kind of pick up or how squaddy. are you going to go for a squad? Yeah, yeah squaddy, yeah, exactly. So you think we're only going to get two starting caliber players? I think, I think realistically, if you look at this COVID market, I, I can't so. see us going more. I, I, I don't even think our, our, um, our club can compute going in for more than two quality signings at one time. <laughs> that's hell. Should I tell you why that's hell? Because Lingard's contract's up, Pogba's contract's up, Matic will have one year, Mata wants to go, but he'll have one year, Martial will have two years, but he obviously wants to go, Dean Henderson wants to go, fuck it. Um, what else? <laughs> <laughs> contract, he'll, he'll have two years left. Um, mm. that is that's like seven players that within the next 18 months cannot be at the club. So if you only get two quality signings, and especially clubs, players are tired now. I ain't gonna lie, a lot of these players have been loyal, you know. Now they're towards the end of their contract, yeah. If we're not winning anything, they're just gonna wait until the end and then just stop like everybody else. Ronaldo is going either this summer or next year. Cavani's already gone, basically. There's no way Manchester United could only get two signings or two quality signings. That is hell. This is this is the worst position we've been in squad wise ever. In a minute, man. Ever. So in, in regards to length of contracts, players not as signing the, the where the position where the squad is, age of the squad, players not mm-hmm. contracts. This is the worst position Man United has been in, but also it gives the chance to rip everything up and start again. So if you only give me two, I'm sorry, Chessy Hour, here I come. What did we get last season? We got what Sancho, Ronaldo, and anyone else? Varan. Varan, that's it, yeah. Yeah, those are two big sign those for three big signings. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll get at least three. I think we'll get at least three. We need six. And the money that we recoup from players going. Does any of you think there's a future for Marshall under a Poch or Ten Hag, or is he done? No. It's going to annoy me, man. I think, there is I think he wants to go, you know. I actually don't think he wants to come back. Yeah. Should I tell you what the problem is with every single manager? And I think our voice noted this, is every single manager thinks they're the best manager when they come into Man United. Everything, every single <laughs> manager thinks they're better than the rest. So what they do is they see the old work and they're like, oh, you know what? I can, I can get something out of this. I can get out of this. And then they suffer and then we're all, and every single manager ends up in the same situation. Every single manager mm-hmm. ends up in the same situation. Fam, he needs to cut ties. But I'm scared that he's going to try to give everybody a chance over preseason, see who's the best person, and then try to pick from what he's got. And he's got to be stuck in the same situation that every single manager is basically... They, they've all suffered because they tried to do the same. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Looking at players' attributes, and we know that this club chews players out and chews players up and spits them out, man. Um, guys who've been here for three, four, five years and it hasn't happened... Recoup a fee and keep it moving, man. Like the next manager is going to need a DM. They're going to need two CMs minimum. We're going to need a striker. Uh, we're going to need at least at least have let us have one good fullback. Yeah, either a right back or left back. Let's just have one good fullback. So uh, yeah, you're right. So they're going to keep Maguire. I think my hope is that once a manager from the continent comes in, there's no way Maguire should be starting. No way. 
Like people don't know how we signed him for eighty million on the continent. I'm hoping guys are gonna come in and then uh, have to do the whole uh, start Bro. Maguire. If a new Ralph manager comes in, if a new manager comes in with Ralph going upstairs and mm. having a sister squad, and and Maguire still starts. Bro, we might as well cancel the pod because no. Wait, I think, I think we're stuck with a Maguire. No, just forget like... him being stuck. Him starting. No, if I, I think... in and he starts. It's hell. I think we're we're stuck with him starting. Yeah. Because I don't think, I don't think the board are gonna want to reinvest in a new centre back immediately, and I don't think. Bringing in bringing in Lindelof is better than Maguire, but he doesn't solve all of the issues, and so. I well, can, can you do a season with him? You can't expect to get five, six starters in the one thing, summer. It's the thing not with Maguire as well, is he? Yeah, Maguire is his availability must be like ninety nine percent or something. Like the guy <laughs> never gets injured, and Lindelof and Varane will have spells out, and Maguire, yeah. will, play. Maguire will play like. Is a fixture, but remember when he got injured and they brought my man back in, um, injured rather than play Bailly. Fucking hell, that's hell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the game, Mario. That was the Leicester game, right? The, I think so. Yeah, he two. was not fit. And he got, and he he was not fit, so, and they played him the ahead of Bailly. Game I've ever seen in my life. The worst, the worst game Bailly being pissed off as well. Yeah, I remember that. And but the thing is, Bailly's an idiot. One and now signed a four-year contract. Should have just left. Like should should have yeah. should have left, bro. But obviously, he probably didn't get the office he wanted. The money was too good, and the the, the <laughs> guy paid is a donor. But he should have just left. But to be fair, what one the only thing that kind of gives me hope is the Lindelof and Varane partnership was looking sick. I'm not gonna lie, I was really mm-hmm. impressed with that partnership. And Tellers is better than Luke Shaw, and I don't know. It's, it's disgusting to say. I but... can't fucking do Tellers either, bro. I can't do it. Bro. Shit, I agree. He is but shit. I can't do Tellers, man. Okay, if you had to choose to up, upgrade either Dallo or Shaw yeah. slash Tellers, which one would you up, up, um, upgrade if you could only choose one? Shaw slash Tellers. Yeah, agreed. I've been trying to get rid of Shaw for the longest, bro. <laughs> I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. We're trying to get rid of that punk for a minute, man. Um, yeah, I just, I just, yeah, it's, it's, we need the right people. We need the right people. I could, I could live with. I could live with um, Shaw and Dallo. I'm not gonna lie. You know, yeah, you're 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 a fucking worse man than me. You know, people normally say you're a better man. You know, people normally say you're a better man than me. You're a worse man than me. Have you not? I love how you have to explain it to double down. Have you seen? Have you not seen what Shaw has done over the last three games? Just like three games. Yeah, that's like of defending, and every single time, I thought it was so funny. Yeah. Every single time we can see the goal that in our head we're like hoping VAR. Shaw's sure the one that's always throwing. Yeah, this guy, bro, so fat. Ah, he's so lazy, brother. It's crazy. Yeah, he's got a goal. He's got. I don't know how you can do another season of them, Stevie man. I don't know how. It's, I mean, I would. I was, glutton, I was glutton saying, for punishment. Well, I would rather. I'd rather us replace Maguire than replace the fullbacks. That would be. A higher priority for me. We've got, but we've it's 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 the how I see it is 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 the replacement. We've got centre backs who could start over Maguire at the club already. Dallo, Wan Basaka, mm. Shaw, Tellez. 
is a horrendous, a dumpster truck on fire <laughs> collection of fullbacks. What yeah. the fuck? Wambisaka, Dallo, Tellez, and Luke fucking Shaw. That's hell. How many teams will we put above us before we rank those fullbacks in the league? That is hell. Yeah. yeah um, nothing more to cover. We've got Brighton um, tomorrow, I believe. Um, what are our predictions for the Brighton game, lads? Our prediction is, or my prediction is, one. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. One one. No one. <laughs> one one. Right, one, one. love a draw still. So I'll um, go with that. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's PSG Madrid on at that time. Boy, don't ask me for. Well, you're not watching it, it, yeah. Mupe's gonna score. Um, it'll be Mupe probably. Yeah, one one. Um, yeah, Brian love a draw, so I'll go with a draw. Um, obviously, we've got Champions League next week, which we'll have a preview Patreon pod for. I didn't ask listeners questions this week. Sorry, guys, wasn't in the mood to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but we'll have, them, we'll have them back on next week. Um, anything, any more for any more before we sign off? Like, the performances aren't, it shouldn't feel as bleak as they do because we are seeing 30, 40 minutes of, of the guys getting it together, but. It's just the games are going exactly the same, and it's like certain guys mm. are just really letting the team down. Yeah. Um, I really want to get this off my chest. Obviously, we yeah, all watch sure. media, we all social media. We see, bro, I'm seeing a lot of these like ex pros that are coming out saying, Oh, Raf's a fraud. Oh, I can't believe United have, invent- have given him the, the reins to the club, bro. I don't think these guys have watched games, they don't watch, bro. they don't watch, they but don't watch is, games, they just sensationalist. Everybody's doing the results thing, and I'm sure you lot are doing it with your friends who um, don't support Man U. When they're like, ah, well, don't you lot, Ralph Radnick? Uh, and if you, should I start arguing about what well, the performances are good? And then you're like, nah, no point. I'll just laugh at you. If the performances are good, why are you in then? If the performances are good, why are the, oh, not the performances are good, they're like promising. If the performances are good, why are you conceding bare chances? And it's like, well, yeah, those things are all true and they're all fair. So it's like, you just have to get the results to shut people up, man. And we've gone through yeah. the easy. We're coming right to the end of but, the easy bell now. Wait, um, so, coming. It'll be oh, interesting what? to see how. Well, interesting. I have been, yeah, though. Mm. I have been like low key rushing to watch United play. I think the last three or four games because I actually think we're playing all right. We just for 40 need... minutes, brother. Yeah. So, but <laughs> sorry, Southampton's gaffer said it. He said after 40 minutes, they run out of steam, they can't track back. And that's when we we really get into our. But it's not it's not a game. physical thing. It's got to be a mental thing. It uh, might be. Ralph said it is a physical thing. He said it's I partly a physical, physical thing. Really, I think he it's said physical. That. Think about this: when Klopp came in and he yeah. wanted to switch away the the way these guys applied themselves physically. This mm. was what was happening. He was getting guys getting muscle injuries. They weren't able to sustain it. So this is what yeah. happened. The thing is with Manchester United, people just we've been shit for too long. Like people don't care. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I've been shit for like 10 years, you know? So it's like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, he's applying the process and then he'll bring in a manager who will continue that process. Um, and this makes the job easier for the manager because they've already started to play in this way before they've gotten here. Um, but we're in the right now, you know? Yeah. City doing madness, Liverpool doing madness, Chelsea just won the club World Cup, Arsenal might finish above us. So people are just like, oh, this guy. But if you're actually looking at what's actually been produced on the pitch, we just need to improve players now. Mm-hmm. Our worst players are the worst players of any club who's at the level we're supposed to be. And then our best players, are they levelling out with our guys? Maybe. 
no. leveling out just about. And I no. think Fam, I'm that, we were saying it. We were saying yeah. it. What, um, like um, our worst players are we, worse, and our middle players are worst. Yeah, but like we were considering Sancho after what he's had, like three good performances. One of, <laughs> one of the best players in the squad is crazy, man. Far is fucking well. Like, listen, Sancho, we're we're, we're great um, rating him on you know um, expected potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, if, yeah. We're judging, if we're judging that off what he showed this season, you <laughs> ain't really backing it. Like Rashford, we're hoping that he can get back to, 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 to what he was before, which was a really good winger in this league, wide forward in this league. Time will tell. Um, Pogba's Pogba in it. He's always going to show that technical quality that's a level above everybody else. Ronaldo is fucking dusted. What does, what does Pogba look like, Lukaku? Like the size of him? Like he's not as big as Lukaku. Come on, man. No, nah, man. He, he is not as big as Lukaku. He is nowhere near as big as Lukaku. What are you talking about, man? No, Pogba looks. Oh, you're not serious. You're, yeah. you're, you're nasty, He's nowhere nasty, near so. as big as Lukaku. No, you're having a laugh, man. Not gonna lie, man. He's looking a bit lethargic. Hey, man. This guy's fine a laugh, in the last man. game. Yeah. yeah, I think he's fine. Yeah. Uh, he's Somebody fine. get this guy some milk, man. Like, uh, <laughs> some milk. that's always a pleasure. Fucking hell. Listen, we, we go on, man. We we go on. We hopefully the the door. Listen, if we ever get good. You don't will hate this pod. That's yep. all I'm holding on for. Like, I'm, all I'm holding on for. Do you know what? I'm, do you know what I cling on to? Yeah, what? that that three game period. Yeah, where we who did we play? And I think it ended with Brighton. Yeah, that was the most joy. I've Who's had. the manager? Oli. Oh, oh. What, lockdown ball. Hey, yeah, yeah, lockdown ball. Three games. It was like five games, man. Lockdown ball was hard, you know. Lockdown Yo. ball was mad. Nowhere to go. Throw on the telly, man. man came through the ranks. You can't speak. Oh, he's fucked it all up, man. Speak on it. I <sighs> was looking to buy a, a young. Striker. We're looking to buy a young striker, fam. fam. Like I wasn't even worried about that oh. at all. We're talking about like that's completely realigned our like our next five years. You yeah, know, that's we have to yeah. spend 70 million, 80 million that we probably didn't think we had to spend, and that's gonna take big a mess up. position. Big yeah. mess up. But that listen, we'll, we'll no. save anything more about that for Clears the Patreon. Clears the huh? spot for Ahmad, didn't it? So, boy, anyone caught? I caught the first game at Rangers, obviously, he scored, so I turned it off after five minutes. Uh, the just I, I, saw, I saw someone make a two minute comp, but when I saw it was versus Anna and Athletic, I said, Yeah, you were not watching that. Come yeah. on, yeah. So I, I, watched guys, that, I watched that 20 seconds, it was all right. Yeah, the guys played the guys played well in Europa League and Premier League games. Like, let's have he, some let's have it right. Actually, half of those <laughs> games are no better than him playing at academy level. Yeah, half <laughs> it's the physicality and the robustness, I think, is what they're concerned. Now. I don't think yeah. the concerns about um Amada from a technical perspective, but it's kind of like can you deal with a hustle and bustle? And mm-hmm. guys I know who watch um the Scottish they say it's more physical than the Prem. More help a skelter, so hopefully he comes out of that um a better player and we get to see more of him next season. Like Ten Hag, I have time for because Ajax is all about the youth. It's all about bringing talented footballers through and and bringing them to to become full fledged starters, top players, yeah. and hopefully he brings a couple of them with him. That's one thing I would say though is that, and one thing we've actually done well with of late is bringing through like quality academy players. Um, so the players that we've got in our academy who are in and around 18 to 21, 
mm-hmm. look like a fair few of them could actually become, you know, United first team players. So where's the pathway? Why is Hannibal mean? not getting any games? But would you expect Hannibal to get games? I would expect him to get minutes, yeah. The bars well, were right. well, well, Rag- Ragnick promoted him to a first team squad. Vibes. And went, pardon? Vibes. What well, man are just promoting him because it's embarrassing that he's still at that level. But he, I, he should be. Yeah, and listen, if we if we finish if we finish in, in the conference league next season, conference league position, well, he'll get all the minutes I want, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ralph, Ralph needs to drop Ronaldo for McNeil or Hugo. Oh, come on, bro. I need to see something. I need to see something. We might as well see something. Let me just see. Let me just see. Who was that other one? Who was that other one that played for United and he was in and around the Rashford? Chevy, James Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, that's it. He was so. He had a couple goals here and there. He's at Salford now, I think. Rash is very lucky, bro. The game is luck, but you lot have invested a lot into that academy. I think we've discussed it on previous pods. You've got probably like a dozen players who could potentially be first-team players. Yeah. How are you bridging that gap? Yeah. Like you see Chelsea from 18, them men are out on loan, fam. Yeah. Yeah. Get them into a nice, easy league. Get them to the Netherlands. Let them improve their technical he's play. Let them improve their technical play. Yeah, um, huh? He's at Port Vale, but he was way. at Salford before, wasn't he? I didn't look that far, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, to be honest, quality, season... ger- quality journalism from, from Stevie there, <laughs> yeah, it is because I'm not going to feed you information no one cares about. <laughs> um, from next season, isn't it like you can only get five players, you can only send five players on loan? No, um, over 21, yeah, it's like a yeah, under twenty uh, ones unlimited, which is the that's who the majority of big yeah. teams sell on. Yeah, you played for Salford City, um, twenty twenty one and nineteen twenty, and you might as well deceiving me. Um, we love that. Anyway, lads, as always, a, a pleasure. Um, despite the subject matter and despite the fact that the results haven't turned around, we go again tomorrow against Brighton. Got a weekend game, and then we go again next week against Atletico. Um, yeah, if you're listening still at this point. Um, give the ratings on the Spotify sign up to be a Patreon, more and more content coming through, use the hashtag tomorrow during the conversation, peace peace Rashford, he's in here he scores Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder Thank you. and it's a lad from Manchester who scores Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. 
violate my squad might bang you Only champs in my team like man you Yeah like man you Sports Social Podcast Network